Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Gentlemen, today is all about getting stress-free today. And welcome to another episode of The Bright Side with Technicia. And I am your host, Technicia. And today is Hump Day. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but here with me is a remarkable, remarkable woman. And she has created a book, The Superwoman's Guide. And fellas, you might want to listen in too. This is a woman's guide to super fulfillment. And it's a difference, and she will explain the difference between being a superwoman and a superwoman. And she will just be here to answer all your questions of how to overcome all that stress that you have on your plate, how to put yourself on the list first, because we sometimes forget that, ladies. So I want you today to make sure you grab a glass of wine, because we're going to be here with Dr. Jamie Kuluga telling us everything that we need to know and to give us all the experiences from her book. But in the meantime, I'll be right back after this. My new dad threw a barbecue. Today, my new son and I threw a barbecue. There were burgers and chicken. I burnt everything. The burgers, the chicken, the salad. Ah, they were delicious. They were awful. And then and then we had watermelon. <laughs> I'm allergic to watermelon. And then we played catch. I broke Mr. Lewis's window. 
Mrs. Wakeham's window. Mrs. Wakeham's windshield. And then, somehow, my hand. My hand! <laughs> and then my dad even let me drive his car. The hospital's on the right! It was a rough day. It was a great day. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Yes, we're back, and we're ready to bring on Dr. Jamie Kaluga to explain this Superwoman's Guide to Super Fulfillment with us, which is the essential quick start guide to getting your life back on track. Dr. Kaluga, thank you for joining us today. I know sometimes it's a little early, but thank you for being here. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure. I think all of us need to hear this, especially the the guys. Sometimes they don't know why we probably go off on them, and this might be reason because we <laughs> are overstretched. We have a lot to endure as being a woman, um, such as myself. I'm a mom. A wife, I have to work, and then uh, long before I even start having children, when I was in school, it was newspaper, um, doing yearbook columns, and all that, all that pressure be topped on you, and you be trying to be a superwoman, but you be burnt out. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, and, and that's that's the problem. That's how society gets you because, you know, you come out of school or, or you start your career and, you know, you're, you're, oh, okay, I'm in the workforce, I'm doing this. And then, you know, maybe you grab yourself a husband, now you're a wife, now you got baby on the way, you're like, you're playing house, you're having fun. Um, but then, you know, as people are looking around saying, wow, she does it all, she juggles it all, she's a real superwoman, you start living more and more up to that name because initially it's kind of fun. Like, wow, I do take on a lot. Wow, everyone's impressed with me. This is great. But you can only Why? do that for so long. That's the problem. And then you start breaking exactly. down saying, what about me? Wait a minute, I forgot. <laughs> Right, and I used to get I used to get a little teed off when I see other people portfolios online, and they'll say, "Oh, I'm doing this," because now I don't do as much. Oh, I'm doing this, and then you're like, "Done." I don't feel like I'm doing enough, and then I look back yes. and I'm like, "You know what? You can have that." I'm already tired from what I'm doing now. Yeah, and you know, and something that maybe we'll talk about later, but I think that you almost, you know, you nailed it right there. It's so important. Is that that's what we do, and 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 men might do this as well. So listen in. Is we tend to compare ourselves when we're setting goals, we're going out for a, a, a new venture, or just our basic lives. That whole keeping up with the Joneses and comparing—that's a real thing. And so I have so many women that are like, you know, feel just like you do. I'm not taking on enough. I'm not doing enough. You know, you look at her. Well, she's got more than I do, and she's working, you know, harder. She's got, she's got, you know, career and family and school and a full-time job and a side job, and she's still doing ten things more than me. How is she doing it? I need to take on more. Here's the thing. When you compare yourself, you're comparing yourself to something faulty. You're comparing it to the cover of a book. You have no idea in that other woman's life or that other person's life, lives What's going on behind the scenes? Maybe there's tragedy behind the scenes that you would never want to take on that's happening in, in their marriage or with their children. Maybe they just have a better life. They have more support systems, more money, resources that you don't have. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure that when you're setting goals and you're taking on new adventures and you're living your life, that you're comparing it to your life and where you want to go and not what you think is happening in somebody else's life. Right. We get caught up looking at everybody else, and you're right. We don't know what support team they have or what what else is lacking because sometimes you can do all that, but something else is lacking, especially when it comes to relationships. Women work. Sometimes we, women, we get caught up with our work, and we forget about the man, and you know how yes. that goes. That goes left field. Yep, exactly, and I think it's important, too, and, you know, this is the first chapter, actually, in the book talks about identifying your top life roles, and so every woman that's listening, I encourage you, you know, to take a piece of paper and list out all the life roles, everything that you do from, you know, being a wife and being a mom and being a sister or a caregiver or an employee, um, a student, to also I'm the laundry doer, I'm the finance person in the house, I'm the grocery shopper. List all of those life roles out, and then the average person, man or woman, can only handle Handle five life roles. So circle the top five priorities in your life. 
And those are okay. the people that you want to be in the moment with when you're when you're with them. You want to give your attention, focus to them, and then that way. When you step away, you're not feeling so guilty because you're like, I know my husband was satisfied. I know my kids are satisfied. Now it's okay if I go do X, Y, Z that's on my list or go give to myself um, because you've focused and you've given them time that they see as dedicated. Those people, those, those top five priorities, whether it's your career, your husband, your, you know, your, your daughter, whatever, if those are not satisfied, your life is going to be out of balance. Because the husband's going to be mad at you or the kid's going to be sick, uh, whatever it might be. And when those strong top life roles are not in balance and there is argument or conflict amongst them, the rest of your world is going to be shaky. Right. Everything else starts tumbling down. Yes. As, as such with, as such with, especially with the children, to me, the most, that's the hardest thing to really ignore. And I notice a lot of times now with technology out more, we get caught up on our computers, our cell phones, or whatever else. And when your child come up to you, oh, mommy, can you? Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, go somewhere and sit down. Okay, all right, yes. I'll deal with you later. You know, you set a chat with them, but you're you set on the computer. And I have a bad tendency to do that. And I have, I said, oh, my Lord, I never thought I was going to get caught up like that. Now, but you, yeah. have to, you have to step back. Actually push back you do, absolutely, and that's where you self-check the priorities. Was Facebook in your top life roles or was your son? So, you know, and giving dedicated time to them. So, you know, let's say you come home, they come home from school, I don't know, just setting up a situation here. They have homework to do, you're bumming the phone, you're on the computer. Sit down with them and help them with their homework. Or if you have little ones, sit down and play Thomas the Train on the floor. And it doesn't have to be for an hour or two hours or three hours. If you sit down with that child for 25 or 30 minutes and there is no phone around and if the phone rings you don't answer it they are seeing that you are giving dedicated time to them and then they are going to be more accepting when you're sitting on the phone bumming facebook or hanging out or doing work um so that that's where you need to get your mind focused is really on your life roles because half the time when your world goes and crumbles in front of you the people that you're going to turn to for support and that you're going to need them, it's going to be your kids and your husband. So make sure they're satisfied. Right. That's understandable. Don't bite the hand. That really is the family. That really sticks by you. I do. I, I love your book because it's, it's basic. You. It's, it's right to the point. But what was Thank the inspiration you. behind you writing your book? Okay, the short answer is my clients. Uh, the longer answer to that is that while coaching my clients literally on a national platform, the one thing that I realized they all had in common was that they wanted workshops with like-minded women, women that they could talk work-life balance with. So I decided to look for these workshops. I was looking in New York, Miami, LA, and no matter what workshop I found, it wasn't exactly what they wanted. At that point, I created okay. the Superwoman workshops. And within these workshops, I noticed so much success amongst the women, okay? They're building and strengthening bonds between each other. They're teaching each other how to say no without feeling guilty. They're doing all these amazing things that are motivating and inspiring them. And then I sat back and I decided at that point, I'm going to go ahead and package up these successes, these experiences, this content, and go ahead and literally share it internationally. And now you have the book, The Superwoman's Guide to Super Fulfillment. Yes, and also in your book, you teach us the difference of what a superwoman actually is. And I'll, you have it where it's lowercase and spaced out, then you have it entirely different. From the actual superwoman, where the S and the W is, it's the word is together, together, but the S and W is capitalized. Yes, yes. So here's the thing. Um, superwoman, two words. You have a superwoman. That is every single woman listening in. That is you. That is me. That is every woman that you walk by in the mall. She is juggling a lot. There is no... There's no um, need to debate that. Women take on a lot and juggle it. We're all superwomen. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be a superwoman, put those words together, and you really want to fly and take off, like you envision this cartoon doing, you have to give to yourself. That's the difference between the superwoman two words where she's, she's fronting, I can juggle it all, I can do it all. 
but she's not giving to herself. The real superwoman can juggle it, but she knows when to set boundaries. She rids of toxic people, and she gives to herself, and she doesn't feel bad about it. Right. You know when to set your goals. That that makes sense. You know how to set your boundaries. I know not to take on this project because if I do, then something else is going to lack. Right. That makes sense. Yes, and women work hard for their credibility. Ladies, we do have to work harder um, than men at times um, to earn credibility, especially in the workforce. So if you decide to take on a project and you're overwhelmed already at work and you were just thrown a project and now you're asked to take on another one, be cautious because when you say yes to that, now they're expecting you to do it. So if you say yes and you don't do a very good job with it, you've ruined your credibility. And if you say yes, and then halfway through, you're like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I don't have time. And you take back your yes. Now you've butchered your credibility even more. So be very, very cautious um, in what you're saying yes to. Exactly. Now, what have you actually identified are some of the biggest challenges for women in finding work-life balance? Okay, well, definitely I would say women being able to say no to things. Um, so women are people pleasers by nature. So if you ask me to do something and I don't want to, and I say, okay, i got to say yes because I know it will make her happy. Okay, okay, yes, yes, I'll do it. I see a smile on your face. I've made you happy. For one moment, I feel good. I feel good about myself. I've made somebody happy. But the problem is when I walk away, I have a whole nother responsibility on my plate, and that those troubles and anxieties are going to last for days, weeks, months. Now, when you say no, you're not being such a people pleaser because with no, the payoff isn't in the beginning like when you say yes, the payoff is in the end. When you get a walk away without responsibility on your plate that you don't want to take over. Why? And I have a bad, I definitely have a bad habit of that, but I think I'm starting to break from that. I always say yes, and and I'm afraid to say no, especially when it comes to my boss because I'm a waitress. Oh, can you work this shift? Oh, can you come in? And it's like, yeah. And a couple of my coworkers will have to tell me, you got to learn how to say no. You can't say, I know you're nice, but you got to learn how to say no. And I learned in one of my Toastmasters meetings, no is a complete sentence. You do not have to have an ex, uh, explanation for it. You could say no and be frank about it and leave it as that. Oh, absolutely. I think I think the issue is that, you know, through my research, this is actually what I have found, okay? Um, women fear. That's the essence, the boiled down one okay. problem is that women fear something and it's typically loss of something. So when your boss asks you, hey, can you pick up this shift? Hey, can you pick up this shift? A lot of times what women fear is the loss of opportunity. Well, if I say no, you know, when I can do it, he's not going to ask me. He's going to ask Jennifer down the road and then I'm not going to be able to get promoted because I say no all the time. So right, it's really right. the right, you know, we always fear losing. Oh, if I'm not good, you know, to my husband, I might lose him. If I'm not um, saying yes to this project, I might not get uh, an advancement. So, I'll, or if I, you know, if I say no. So you just right. keep saying yes and yes and yes because you fear the loss of something so much. And what we have to realize right. as women is that there are going to be other opportunities. I can promise you that if tonight your boss asks you to work the shift tonight and you say no, he is going to ask you again probably tomorrow, if not later this week, to come in on another shift. You're not going to lose it. We have to be confident in knowing our ability is shining to the world right. and we will get more opportunity and there will be future successes for us. We don't have to say yes to everything. Why right. and stop feeling guilty about it when you do say no because I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, if I don't come in and work because this person called off, they might be backed up. And it's like, look here, that's their problem. I, I deserve it, this all day. I work hard too. And, that, and that's the mind frame I have to start getting. That's not fair. Why I always have to say yes to everything? Why you always have to come to me and think, and put the guilt on me? And, and it makes you feel that way. But we it's a line you have to draw. you got to decide what is important and what isn't. So um, exactly. let me ask, uh, ja Jamie, let me ask this. 
how do what what are some steps that for us women or even men, how do you draw that line? Well, I think first and foremost, you have to be aware of a couple things. One is in your situation, when you feel guilty about not coming in, that's when you need to snap yourself into perspective, call, pull out that list of your top life roles, and say, you know what, here's where I really need to feel guilty. When I pull the all-nighter at the radio tonight, um, I'm not putting my kids to bed. Or, you know what, my husband made dinner tonight, and he specifically told me that this morning. And I'm not going to go eat his dinner. I'm going to tell him I'm going to stay late at the office when I don't have to. I'm not going to lose anything by telling my boss no. He'll be like, okay, let me ask Jennifer down the road. You know what I mean? So I think you really have to put it in perspective like that. Instead of just focusing on that one thing, okay, I'm going to be guilty for saying no. Look at look at the bigger picture. Look at all your life roles. Who's more of a priority? Are you going to hurt them, you know, or hurt yourself and what your goals are by coming in late tonight or whatever situation um, you know, right. you're dealing with in your life. On the other on the other side of things, we can't always point the finger at other people. Here's the here here's the reality of it. If, you, if people are taking and taking and taking and taking and taking and taking from you and you are giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, you cannot fault them. Humans, the entire human race, <laughs> we are takers by nature. If I ask you Why? for something, right? right, if I ask you to do something and every single time I ask you, you give it to me, I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm, not, I'm just Why? asking, hey, can you stay late? Hey, can you stay late? I'm not... Right. You see what and I'm saying? People are only going to take it as long as you keep giving. And if you feel like to be the fool and don't want to say no, they're just going to keep on doing it. And they're they're not going to consider. Oh, she might be tired. She don't care because I was um, I did that. Um, apparently, I keep talking about my job because it always happens at work. And one of my coworkers wanted to take one of my days, and my boss was like, "She's tired." He even spoke for me. He was like, "She's tired," and you really want to take her day? And he was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, yeah, you know what? I go ahead and work. I'm off the next two days, and and and, and besides, I'll be off back to back, so it would make a difference. He's like, yeah, but you've been working back to back, and you've been working long hours because we were short staff. I was like, that's fine, but people don't care. They don't consider they don't consider your needs until it's them they on don't, the other They foot. don't. And here's the thing: a lot of times, people are coming to you because they see you as reliable. They see you as intelligent. They see you as a superwoman. So they think when they ask you and you say yes, that you just really can say yes and be okay taking it on. They don't know everything that you're battling when you walk out of the studio. They don't know that. So that's when you have to be the intelligent, reliable, you know, person that they think you are. You have to say, you know what, um, I can I can pick up your shift tonight, but I can only pick up shifts on Mondays. Or, you know what, I can't do it tonight, but I know that later next week I, I have an open schedule. So if you need something then, feel free to ask me then. And kind right. of that's how you set a boundary. You see what I'm saying? Right. Don't make it a habit and think I'm going to do this every time because you ask me to. Right. You have to draw that line. Yes. Oh. And and we all know it. You can't do it all, and everything is not equally important. So let's get some advice on this. How do you determine, like, the most important thing for you to do right now, Jamie? Um, well, in my life, I kind of focus on who do I think I could not or I could not live without, and those people are on my list. I don't think I could live without my husband. Okay. I feel that I could not live without him. I feel that I could, I would not be uh, living. I mean, if, if my kids got, you know, very, very sick and were in the hospital, I would go into full panic. My entire life would stop so that I could go there to be with them. So I know how important um, those things are. So I always have my life roles in perspective um, because they're also my support system. So when I'm down, I'm going to need them. But as for my day-to-day, of course I have the calendar that everybody has. But one little tip that I like to give people to really um, keep you focused, and this sounds silly, but it works so well, I take a huge piece of wrapping paper and I flip it to the white side and I have one (laughs) wall in my room that has no pictures on it. And I tack up this piece of wrapping paper every month and I divide this big piece of wrapping paper into different sections. So one might be um, the Superwoman's Guide to Super Fulfillment book. The second one might be Mindful Rehabilitation. That's my coaching practice. The third one might be Personal Financial, where I'm trying to go financially in my own personal life. And I set goals that I want to achieve in that 
specific month under each column. And every morning I wake up, I see that because it's taking up an entire wall in my bedroom. And it instantly gives me direction on how I'm going to start my day. And then I go about my day as things happen along the month. I cross them out. And then when I lay to bed at night, I see that post. I see the wrapping paper again, and I see everything I've accomplished. So right before bed, I'm put in a very grateful place, and I'm, I'm feeling very proud of the successes I've had for the month. So that's one way that you can kind of tackle everything right. and see where you're trying to go. And you deserve a glass of wine. And right now, if you don't have a glass of wine, ladies, I suggest that you probably get one and start because this is a stress-free zone today, so you deserve a glass of wine. But, you know, (laughs) thinking that if you spend enough time, you will get everything done is an illusion. You will never be done, but it's the, um, you know, I was reading on time that the happiest people are not people who don't have a care in the world. Those people are bored, but research shows that the happiest people are busy but don't feel rushed. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with that because here's the thing. You're right. So if I if I rush to get this done and this done and, okay, there's a project that's due in four weeks down the road, I better rush to do it now, today, today, on top of everything else I have to do, today, today. I'm putting myself in such an anxious, anxiety-ridden state which depletes my energy Um I'm I'm not enjoying the journey. I'm not enjoying the process. And then when I finish everything, uh, I still have more to do. Holy cow. Because every day brings more things to do. Uh, so don't don't rush your life. Don't rush to the finish line of the project. Don't rush to the finish line of your you know your bachelor's, your master's degree. If you're going for that degree, enjoy it. It might take longer, but. Enjoy it. See the opportunity that comes from the journey. See the people that you're going to meet along your journey. You miss all of the beauty when you rush to the finish line. Exactly. You do. Because it's going to be there one way or the other. Because as my mother used to always tell me, when you leave this world, it's still going to keep going. No one stops because you have passed on. And that's so true. Don't burn yourself out trying to kill yourself to do every 50,000 things. It's going to be there. The same way when you have to go to work. Do not rush. It's going to be there. That job is going to be there regardless if you're sick or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. The the list goes on and on, so just enjoy it. Now, we as women, Jamie, you know we often struggle with perfectionism. How is this mindset and belief system limited to our success? Okay, well, this goes twofold. One is... When you want to be perfect for everything, I want to be the perfect wife, the perfect mother, the perfect coworker, the perfect everything, you're chasing something that is non-existent. So when you're striving and striving for it to be this perfect person, you quickly find you're not achieving it because, one, perfection is subjective. What's perf- perfect to you is not perfect to me. So I'm never actually winning anything. I'm never really perfect, and I realize that. So that decreases my confidence, my self-worth, my self-esteem. And it's those three things you need to take healthy risks in life um, to advance to the next level of success. Um, So you have to be very cautious holding yourself to a standard that isn't existing because you're never going to get there. And even if you think you get there, like I said, perfectionism is subjective. So, oh, my God, I'm, I'm perfect, I'm perfect. Meanwhile, the world's looking at me like, absolutely not. She doesn't do this. She does too much of this. She forgot this, you know. So you have to be very cautious with that. On the other side of things is when you hold other people to this perfectionism standard. So you do everything perfectly, right? Um, now you expect everybody else to. So when you're in the workforce um, or even in your home, you may find that you're not delegating out tasks. Well, I'm not going to ask him to do that because he just won't do it right. I'll just do it myself. Or if you do delegate something out, you find yourself micromanaging the situation. So perfectionism is turning into control. So you're probably losing people's respect. You're wasting your energy. And you have piles and piles of to-dos because you're just not giving them away because no one is as perfect as you. And so all that stress, and taking on all these extra projects, you don't have time to even focus on your successes, even if you were successful. Does that make sense? It does. It makes perfect sense. And I hope people are actually taking notes because this 
Today should be something very powerful. We all need this in our life. This is going to be one of those books you definitely need on your bookshelf. But don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Dr. Jamie Kuluga talking about overcoming that stress and being the superwoman that you actually need to be. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take this time to breathe deeply and close your eyes. Right now, you're completely in control. Unlike the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you tried removing those raccoons from the basement. Concentrate on the soothing sound of my voice. Release the memory of when you wrestled with that beehive in your son's treehouse. Let go of the time you thought that skunk was a cat. Or when you pulled into the garage with your son's bike on top of the car. Deep breaths... Deep breaths. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Begin by finding a comfortable, relaxed position. Let out whatever stress is in your body. It could be from the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes or when you donated her private diary to the public library, or when you thought chaperoning the school dance meant actually dancing in the school dance. Whatever it is, let it go. The fire you started with that experimental dinner, let it go. The time you drove away from the gas pump with the gas pump, let it go. Three, very relaxed. Two, there you go. One. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. All right, we're back on the air with our girl, Jamie Kuluga, and we're talking about getting rid of all that stress and being a superwoman that actually you need to be. But who caught that game? Last night with James, oh, man, that was awesome. He scored 40 points, he grabbed a 12 rebounds, and he passed out eight assists to spark the whole Cavaliers over Golden State, 96-91. I'm not a big basketball fan, but, baby, this was a victory game. He's going to take them all the way to get that crown. But to get your crown, you can't be stressed. So we're going to figure out a way to get around that today. So, Jamie. What are three tips you could provide us listening today to begin our journey towards happiness and fulfillment? Um, okay, well, a couple tips other than things we've talked about um, already. I would say one, rid of the toxic people in your life. Um, so these are the people that corner you into saying yes. These are the people that belittle you, hurt you, deplete your energy, the negative Nancys in the office really the takers uh, that suck you dry. So you want to rid of those people completely. Um, and if you, don't, if you cannot rid of them for whatever reason, you really want to set strong boundaries with them. Um, and two, you know, when it comes to toxic people, um, you know, one example I'll give, and, and, and maybe this will uh, come clear for some people, maybe you have um, an ex-boyfriend and you're like, okay, this is it. Today I'm putting, I got my glass of wine, I'm listening to Dr. Kalaga, I'm done with him, and you, and you do. And so a week or two goes back and you're feeling strong and you're feeling empowered um, and you've gotten rid of him and then you're driving on the road and your tire blows out and you don't have any resources and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to call him. He's going to have to help me. I'm going to reinitiate all of this again. 
you want to stop and think, what other resources, what can you do to get home or get this taken care of without reopening that negative toxic line to that person? So a lot of times we do reach out to people from the past that we've cut off because we need them in the now, but really take time to rethink about that um, because toxic people uh, will deter you from your goals and what you're trying to do with life. So um, that's number one. Um, number two, worry when it's time to worry. Uh, so many women have anxiety and think about things um, that haven't even happened or that might not happen. So what happens is when you're worrying about something unnecessarily and then it doesn't happen, you've worried for no reason. It didn't even happen. You used the energy on your body. You took your focus away from your bigger vision and your goals because you spent so much time worrying for no reason. Then if you worry and it does happen, this negative thing, now you've worried twice where you only really needed to worry once. So step back from the anxiety that we give to ourselves and just start worrying when it's time to worry. Um, and then the third thing, um, I would probably go back to really watching what you're comparing yourself to. Um, okay. Like we talked about, you know, uh, it's it's very faulty what you think you're comparing yourself to when you look at somebody else. Um, so when you're setting goals, make sure you're setting what I call SMART goals. Um, those are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Really what that means is you want to set goals that are um, very specific. They are um, relevant to your life and your situation, and they're also measurable. So don't just say, um, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 40 pounds by October 15th, 2015. So be very specific in your goal setting. And so those would be the tips I would give. Oh, those are some wonderful relaxing tips that we can all take with us and take heed to them. Now, also, you mentioned in your book about do not mistake kindness for doormats. Yes. Yes. So that's sort of what we spoke about a little bit earlier, which was, you know, if people are taking and taking and taking and you are giving and giving and giving, you know, you can't fault them. It falls along the similar lines. You can be kind to people, but once you start realizing you've turned into a doormat for them, that's when you need to wake up and you need to say, okay, it's time to set boundaries <laughs> or rid of this person. Um, because, you know, you should donate to charity or donate your time or your money uh, to the neighbor. You should help her out um, once in a while. But once you start helping to the point where people are almost taking advantage of you, um, that's when you need to back down a little bit and, and, and reset the boundary and the tone for the situation. Okay. And just creating that, and just creating, as you say in your book, a confident mindset. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, really, really creating um, it, it, a confident mindset. Did you say a confident mindset? Yes, ma'am. Okay, absolutely. And that's all comes from your self-talk, okay? So if you want to be more confident, have a pep in your step, reach a higher level of success, it's not just the way that the outside world sees you, it's what you believe about yourself. So a little okay. tip that I would give everyone is really be aware of your self-talk. Um, all the times where you're saying should, oh, I should have done this, I could have done this, Oh, man, you're beating yourself up. You're literally brainwashing yourself all day long. Oh, man, I should have done it this way. I didn't do it again. Messed up again. Oh, here I go again. Why didn't I think of that? And all these thoughts just decrease your confidence all day. So I challenge women out there to really sit back and just for today, you don't have to change your mindset today, but listen to the way that you talk to yourself. How many times do you use the anxiety-provoking, you know, demeaning, confidence-busting, horrible words uh, in your head about yourself? How often are you beating yourself up in your own mind? Be aware of that today, and then when you're like, wow, I do this a lot more than I thought I did, tomorrow start making steps to counter those thoughts with something much nicer to yourself. There's a great quote that I love. It says something along the lines of, um, be careful how you talk to yourself because you're listening. 
And that is so okay. true. You you know, so anyway, so really being cautious of your self-talk if you want to get in the confident mindset. Right, because you can do more harm than you're actually doing good because we are our biggest failures. We said bad. Oh, man, I, I should have did just like her, but you said it. In your mind, you're thinking, oh, I could. You're thinking it as a good way, but you're instead of blocking yourself. And sometimes you can block yourself from so many blessings when you talk negative while thinking about it. Oh, absolutely. And you don't take risks because you're like, well, you know, I've, you know, if you really, if you really look at everything I've done, you know, you start downplaying your successes. Yeah, I got that degree, but that was ten years ago. I mean, really, what have I done since then? I mean, I'm really not, I'm really not there yet. It's not something I could take on. No, go for it. There was a lady I met at a, um, uh, at one of my book signings, and uh, you know, years ago she was just doing something basic in the Barnes and Noble, um, and and there was a higher position, and someone said to her, and we were talking about this about confidence and she said yes someone told me to apply for this position it was my dream job I mean I I really wanted it Um, but nah that you know that's not something I would get I'm competing against so many other people there's no way and the lady kicked her and said are you kidding you're totally qualified for this you've been here you've got the qualifications the education get out there and do it She's like, okay, thought it was a waste of her time. She got the job, and she's still there, and she loves her life. She found fulfillment in the job, but had that lady not said, are you kidding? Get up and go do it. You deserve this. You've earned this. You know, she wouldn't have found the fulfillment that she has in her life. So, so many times when we're so hateful towards ourselves, we're shutting down opportunities that could literally create our life fulfillment. So be confident in yourself, ladies. (laughs) Right, and I know I always feel responsible for things that may not go the way that I want them to. I have even said sometimes when I'm late for something, I'm like, oh, Lord. I remember one time when I had to go for my internship at a news station, and my husband was taking me, and I was so late. I said, Lord, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to get this because I'm late. They're not even going to tell me. And he kept talking me through. He said, no, that's not the way to think. And he has a Bible, and my husband is very spiritual and religious. He said, I need you to grab that Bible, and I need you to put your hand on it because you're going to get it. By the time I got yep. there, Jamie, I told the lady I had tears in my eyes. So she said, why, why are you crying? I said, because you're not going to give me the position because I'm actually late. She said, why, why did you think that? You're here now. She said, all you did was miss a little bit of orientation. We can explain. I could tell you that in no time, and you could be right on in. I said, oh, Lord, thank you so much. And I was, I was panicking, but I, I almost doubted myself. And that comes, it, it happens, even for men, too. It's just not us, man. It's just not us, ladies. Men have this same anxiety, too. And we beat ourselves up. We put ourselves in this box to be perfect, to be normal. Okay, we all have ran late for work. No one is perfect. But the point no, is, no one is. And I also have the faith. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, I even get I, I get people that say, let's say they walk into an interview, and I'll be like, okay, and they come out and be like, okay, do you think you got the job? Well, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to say anything, so I'm not, you know, right. or they're about to walk in to a job interview, and they're thinking, oh, my God, I'm up against so many other people. I mean, really, why would they like me? You are self-defeating from the get-go, just like you were in your situation. You're literally, right. first off, you're worrying unnecessarily because you ended up getting the job, um, but, you know, you're really just beating yourself up, you're setting the tone, you're going to make that happen. So if you walk into a job interview saying, I'm really not qualified for this, I don't even know why I'm here, oh my God, look at who I'm up against, no way, you're not going to get the job. And not because you didn't earn it, and not because you don't interview well, but because you put your energy focused on something negative. And if you put your mind set to something, you will find it, or if you, you know, whatever you put your mind on to, expect it to happen. So start, you know what, start channeling it into 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 good things you know one thing I, I really want every woman to know out there is so often I hear women say um man I'm so lucky I'm so lucky to be here I'm so lucky to have got this promotion I'm so lucky to have such a beautiful family um I'm so oh, lucky I that now I'm in retirement you know I I can I can travel you are not lucky you earned yeah, it. Blessed. Luck runs out. Yeah. If you are lucky, right. you're putting yourself on an anxious edge all the time because guess what? Luck runs out. You can only roll the dice at the it hard does. rock so many times, it's, right? <laughs> so 
um, I, it was out good. Yes, but now if you say I earned it, which isn't ego ridden, you you don't feel like you're being this egomaniac. You earned it. Say it. You know what? I landed that job interview because for three years I've busted my butt. I've come in early. I've stayed late. I've come up with projects. I've grown sales. I've done this. I've done that. I earned this. I'm not lucky for this promotion. They didn't roll the dice. Um, in the back room and say, okay, if we get number six, we're going to put Patty. If we get number five, we'll pick Ed. No, you earned it. And so start thinking that way so that that way you build your confidence and you get into that confident mindset. Exactly. And I always grew up, my mother used to always tell me this, it's a blessing because God don't deal in luck. It, it is. It's a blessing when you get something. I don't even like when some people be on news of Jamie and say, oh, I'm lucky that I made out this storm or that it didn't destroy my house. Lucky? You're not lucky. You're blessed because could, yep. you could have been taken away. So yes. I have to think of it like that. Yep, but exactly. We we and that's to... the type of mindset you want to pull yourself into. Right. Got to stop sabotaging ourselves. We do that. Yep. We do it a lot. I, I mean, and I think even when I went to another when... interview. Say that again? Oh, go ahead, Jamie. Oh, no, no I was just going to say what you talked about being blessed, that falls along the lines of being very grateful. And I think when you put yourself right. in a grateful place and you start focusing on the things that you do have, then you're going to see the things that you do have and you're going to see how wealthy you are. Wealth is not only in money. It is in family. It is in health. You know, um, I love this saying, what is it, the man spends his whole life earning his wealth and then he has to use um, he has to use all his wealth to get back his health. So, um, you know, you, I, I think you need to stop and you need to sit back and you need to look at how wealthy as a person um, you really are um, and consider wealth in terms of everything around you, everything that you've worked for, everything that's sitting there, oh, and put I... yourself into a grateful mindset. Right, amen. You said it right on the words, Jamie. Yes, you have to. You have to be thankful because that little, that little glory that you think you have could be taken away so easily. But let me ask this, Jamie. What if you are putting positive? Because we all have heard about law of attraction. If you put positive energy out there, oh, I'm gonna go in there and get that job. I got this. But you go in there and it might go left field. And you don't land it. Well, I think you just have to take it as a learning lesson. I think that does happen. That's a true reality. So many times I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I got this. I got this. Come on, James. I've prayed on it. You know, I've, 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 I've gone in saying I've earned this, and, and I haven't succeeded at it. But it doesn't make me a failure in every area of my life. It doesn't take away all the wealth around me and the health around me. So I have to say, okay, you know what, James? You thought you landed it. From, the, from your first perception, okay, you, you had it. Why did you think you had it? Okay, here are the reasons. Okay, why did this person get it over you? And then take a moment to step back and say, you know what, she did, you know, do X, Y, Z, or hey, you know, I didn't think of it from that perspective. Good point, whatever. But take it as a learning lesson, not as a beat down, not as a, oh, my God, my whole life stinks now. This is a tragedy. Okay, it's over. It's done with. I didn't get it. So how can I learn from it and now reposition myself for another similar opportunity? Or maybe that opens the door. You know, maybe you didn't get that promotion, and now you're, you're, you're frustrated. You know, you thought you earned it. it. Well, that door, maybe you closed that door. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe you now reposition yourself for opening that business of your own that you always wanted to. So that's the way that you have to be able to see is repositioning yourself and using it as a learning lesson. And sometimes doors are supposed right. to close. That's okay. Right. That's right, because it's going to be another one that opens and reminds me of yes. an episode I saw on this popular show everyone brags about called Power. And the young lady she went up on stage, and she sung her heart out, but she didn't get the part in the school play. Her mother was upset about it, and the father said, you know what? That's okay. That means you got to work harder. And the mother yep. was like, no, she was she was wrong. That wasn't right. The other child wanted. She wanted to go into skin color and all that. And it was like, and he made a great point. We can't wrong every right, especially when it comes to our children. We can't wrong every right. I tell my daughter that if you didn't win it, that means what? You got to work harder at it. And if you don't work hard, you don't get it. And I can't do yep. nothing about it. Only you can. Only by the end of the day, when you're at school, if you didn't get a trophy, 
that means that you were slacking on your part. You got to tighten up. And that's how I have yep. to talk to them. I can't I can't do nothing about it because, like you said, it's reality. You're going to win some and you're going to lose some. But by the end of the day, you still survive and you keep fighting until the fight. So you get tired of fighting until good Lord ready for you to come home. You keep fighting. So you can't yeah, do oh, it no more. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the, the, the world is not – um, a perfect place. There are situations where you earned and you deserve something and someone else got it and it was straight unfair. And there are, is no other circumstance. There is no but, but you, it was yours. And this was a very unfair situation. That happens in life, but you can't sit there and ruminate and dwell on it and, and foster hate and anger within yourself because the other people are marching on and they're doing fine. You know, when you're angry, you're drinking and the poison expecting the other person to die. That's not going to happen. You're going to sit there and, and lose sight of your goals and your vision when you're angry about a situation. Instead, channel that anger or channel the situation into something that you can build of your own or change directions to, to keep yourself on that goal-focused path. Exactly. I don't think no one could say those words better than you. Jamie, what made you... Actually, because you, you are a very inspired one, what made you want to just become a therapist and start helping women around the world? Okay, well, I think that, you know, something many people have in common is that, you know, childhood wasn't perfect, um, and it wasn't perfect for me. I had the barriers and the hiccups, and um, my parents got divorced, and I saw a lot of hate and anger. I saw my mom having to start over, having never worked a day in her life, um, and now she's thrown into this world to work with me and my sister all by herself, and I saw these things, and I knew I don't know how to help, but I want to help. How could I help kids that cried like I did? How could I help single moms like my mom? And that sort of put me on the direction in the path. And then I started learning about the mind and learning about stress and ways to overcome and positioning yourself. So, you know, my mom was stuck, you know, working at Subway and crying at night. And I said, you know, how can I help position women so they don't go home and cry at night? Um, and that was sort of the formulation of the basis. And then, of course, all the schooling. And here we are today. <laughs> <laughs> And get women on the right track. I love it. Um, now, as being a woman, how can we actually refrain from our past to work for them in the present? Okay, I think this is very important. I think, um, like we were just talking about, I think you need to take your past as more a learning lesson. Um, really mm -hmm. focus on forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a feeling. People mistake that a lot. So um, if you're waiting for a feeling to come along to forget something that happened in your past, it's probably not going to come because it wasn't fair and it wasn't right, and, and you're not going to feel forgiveness. Forgiveness is actually an action. You just do it. So focus on the past and forgiving it and and taking it as a learning lesson because a lot of times we take the past into the present and the past lives with us in the now and that's what we need to cut um so you know we'll, we'll sit there and we'll see i've never gotten a break man i i just i can't get a break nothing ever goes right for me look at starting all the way from here all the way to now I, I just can't see anything good so you're bringing the fact that you never get a break and life is really tough you're bringing it to this moment so how can you reframe, how can you take, you know, the past more as a learning lesson instead of this huge troubled story and bring it into your present? You have to be very cautious. And the way that you talk about your past to other people actually defines you now. So be very cautious the okay. way that you talk to your boss or you talk to your friends um, because you can lose credibility. If you sit there and just right. try to you know, stir up the drama from your past and, oh, look at how bad this was for me and this was for me and this was for me, people are getting a perception of you in the here and now. So be very cautious of that. Right. Sometimes if you can, you know, I would go back to something like, oh, okay, I did this, but now I'm doing this differently. But just going back and sort of talking about your past, you'd be adding up, oh, she did this. Oh, my, it's time to step back. And and one thing about I don't like when you – got to be careful who you tell your business to do because 
Some people like throw back up. Oh, you remember when you did this? Like, I didn't tell you that for you to throw back in my face. So, yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I think you have to use your story as um, you use your past in a way to convey people, convey to people how strong you are, how persistent you are, how resilient you are. Hey, like I just told you about my past, so you have a little bit of an idea, but I'm not going to sit there and list off all the things and how, you know, horrible it was for me and why I couldn't get a break and I just go on and on and on. That's, That's not what I'm here to tell you about. What I'm here to tell you about is how my past actually shaped all of this success that I'm having right now in my life, the success that I get to share with other women, the, 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 my past has actually in the present allowed me to not only be a success to my family, to myself, but now I get to share it with women all across the world. That is what my past did. My past allows me, you know, my, my book is being translated in India. Look at that. There's a billion people in India. Holy cow, I get right. to touch that? That's amazing. And that all came from my past. So I, I try to oh, reframe the past, you know, much stronger than dwelling on it. That is awesome. I'm I'm happy for you to make it internationally to some where else now that is a big step now that's what I want to accomplish but I will do it a step at a time and I won't try to be overworked and overtired or stressed out by doing it and I'll make that okay wait so, wait I have to correct you said you said that's what I want to accomplish I want you to say that is what I will accomplish that is what I will accomplish Yes. That is what I will accomplish. I will Bam. accomplish on having my show where it goes international, and I will have a television show. Woo! So, I love oh, it. I You're love getting me show. pumped. I feel, I feel better already. I feel better already. You know what? Someone That's else that told me that too. Mindset. Stop. Don't don't say maybe or should. Someone else gave me that same advice that you're giving. You say you yep. will do it. Always say you will claim it. That's the yep. that's our that's our status today, people. It, my listeners, we are claiming today. Say I will. You want to lose weight? Say I will lose it. There is no more maybe or should or coulda. I can't. I don't know. We are gonna get those words out of our vocabulary today and teach your children that too. So Jamie, tell us where we, where we can find out more about your workshops and programs and to purchase your book. Oh, wonderful. So if you go to uh, mindfulrehab.com, M-I-N-D-F-U-L, rehab, R-E-H-A-B.com, you can find out about the workshops, you can find out about uh, coaching, you can find out about anything that you're looking for. Um, And then for the book, you can go to your local Barnes & Noble, your local Books A Million, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, all the major retailers online. So, yeah. Oh, well, Jamie, I thank you so much for attending on the Bright Side with Technicia. It was an honor to have you on. Free now, and I hope a lot of listeners out there feel the same way, guys and females today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Oh, well, you are so welcome, and thank you. I hope we could do this again. Oh, definitely. You know I'll be there. I'll be there. I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> and we will definitely be waiting on you, but please make sure you pick up that Super guidebook, ladies. Guys, don't be ashamed to pick it up. That's some great advice for you out there. So make yep. sure you definitely go get her book. And thank you again, Jamie. Thank you. My Have a good day. The, you too. My truth for the day for all my friends and families out here for my good friend, Mary Ellen, is this. Your no, imagination is more important than knowledge. Your knowledge of yourself and the world around you is limited. It is limited to your perceptions and to the facts that you think actually exist. Your imagination has no boundaries. It is through imagining that we will reap our destinies. It is with your imagination that new discoveries are found. Your imagination can lead you to places where books and people have yet to travel. Imagination combined with your faith is the secret to all you create. Today, encourage your imagination and your faith to stretch beyond your normal limits. And I also want to give this out today to my dear friend, Gary Hazley. I am so happy that you have recovered from your endurance with the counselor. He was in his fourth stage counselor. But last night he got a 
phone call. Amen to you, Gary. I am so happy. It brings tears to my eyes that you are have recovered. I tell you, through God's grace and power, there is nothing more strong than him. So anybody who don't believe today, I hope that you do believe. You better find that faith because I don't know what you'll do without it. And I want everyone to enjoy the day. Make sure you catch me on my next episode of Bright Side with Technicia. And I love you. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.